This is Supernatural Selection on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com, hosted by Kevin the Bastard. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of Supernatural Selection. I am your host, Kevin the Bastard. With me this week is, once again, David Davis. David, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. I'm only about two hour and a, uh, two and a half hours late, so there we go. That's fine. <laughs> it it happens. Yep. Last week was a really difficult episode to get through, being about Time Cube and everything. Mm-hmm. So I am extremely happy to say that this week it is the relative calm sanity of hairy bipeds. Yes, we're going to be talking <laughs> about Bigfoot and his ilk today. Mm-hmm. So. One of the things about this whole subject is the amount of things I can just pull from memory. Just because I've been reading about Bigfoot since I was a little kid. And I mean, like, all that space in my brain really could have been a career in the sciences. But nope, no thanks. (laughs) I'll take ghost monkeys for a thousand, Alex. Uh, So, David, you're out there on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you know about Bigfoot? Well, I've never heard the term ghost monkeys before, and I feel like that's like an Old South kind of kind of racist. Like, I don't know how, but <laughs> it just it, it, I just hear banjos when I hear ghost monkeys, and it's a little worrisome. Go out there in the woods, you hear from them ghost monkeys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really just something I thought of because of the whole spiritual nature yeah. of the Squatch, but we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Well, and then you're talking about your experience with, like, this stuff when you're a kid, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, no, you missed your calling as a Squatcher. I probably did, because, um, like, <laughs> back then, it and it was so much more mysterious when uh-huh. we were younger, because we didn't have uh, the internet, and we didn't have all this uh, technology, so you could just go out in the woods. And then and you like, can occasionally meet up with other Squatchers at, like, a Squatch Con or whatever. Yeah, Squatch Con. Man, Squatch Con sounds both really awesome as a Bigfoot convention mm-hmm. and really perverted. It, it sounds like it, like, you could probably get, like, drugs and fireworks at them, too. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you, wanna get, you wanna go do some Squatch? <laughs> uh. Uh, let's talk about, uh, Sasquatch and, uh, Locations. There's been a lot of reports uh, of what we're going to refer to as hairy bipeds from all over the world. Okay, first of all, you need to read mm -hmm. the title of your episode, and then you need to read Ah. that heading for this next section, because they're great. Okay, well, the the episode title, of course, is Big Feats and Sweaty Men's, (laughs) which uh, is an inside (laughs) joke between me and my friend Paul. Uh, it's, I, I, I'm not going to explain it. It loses all of its magic and majesty if I explain <laughs> it. So, uh, and this, this current section of the outline that we're looking at is called Squatches Round the World. <laughs> so we're going to start here in our homeland of the United States, of course, because that's what we know the most of. Uh, of course, in the Pacific Northwest, we have Bigfoot or Sasquatch, as he is known, which Sasquatch being an old Native American term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could remember what tribe came up with that, but I can't. Down here in the southeast, we have the skunk ape in Louisiana and Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida has the swamp ape, you know, being, you know, the Everglades and what have you. Mm-hmm. And then there is... No joke, possibly my favorite name for a hairy biped I've ever heard, the Alabama Booger Monster. (laughs) Which, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, there's one special one we're just going to mention here, Mm -hmm. because 
He deserves his own story, and we are going to talk about it. And that is the Falk monster of yeah. Arkansas. Yeah, up in the uh, Texarkana area. Yes. Yeah. Now, my fiance is from Arkansas, but she had never heard of the Falk monster prior to dating me. <laughs> oh, and, man. And uh, I, I have a copy of The Legend of Boggy Creek. Amazing movie. Absolutely amazing. I well, love it. My dad loved it. Well, and it's all—it's always funny when you, you, you live somewhere and then someone from out of state's like, oh, let's go to this place. And you know, I've never been there. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. the same sort of thing. It's like, oh, you, we had a cryptid? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's always amazing. Yep. Now, what's interesting about the, uh, the American squatches, the hairy bipeds, is that they all more or less match the typical Bigfoot description, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, occasionally you get, like, a different style of footprint, but for the most part, it's all just big, hairy ape guys. Uh, but the the huge difference is in personality. In the Northeast, mm-hmm. uh, Bigfoot has a very calm demeanor. Meanwhile, down here in the South, they're much more prone to violent attacks mm-hmm. and pro- major property damage. There's a lot of overturned trailers in the Alabama Booger Monsters history. <laughs> You know, and that's something I always found really interesting. I think we'll tap, uh, we'll we'll tackle this a little bit later, but like the range of Bigfoot encounters, because you know sometimes they're like these gentle giants, you know they're mm-hmm. mischievous, or they'll just completely wreck your shit. And what what I find interesting, it it's very like human in a way, because you got people who it are is. like, you, you got like the pranksters, you've got like the mysterious people in the woods, you got the uh, mm-hmm. total assholes, uh, and it's it's creepy. They're very they're very humanoid in that way. The range it of personality, is. yeah. And that's that's what I was getting at. They have, they seem to have individual personalities. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, the Loch Ness Monster, where it's like, oh, it's a big lizard, and it's out there in the water, the end. These <laughs> things have identifiable personality traits, and I freaking love that about them. And it is terrifying, the fact mm-hmm. that they may be, you know, intelligent enough to have that. I recall watching one Bigfoot documentary because that's what you do at two in the morning when you can't sleep is you pop on Prime and find a random Bigfoot or UFO documentary. Um, mm-hmm. the, but they had this guy who had done like something. He had put a, like an orange out in the woods where there was apparently a Bigfoot sighting. And then he comes back and the orange has been peeled. The orange like fruit is gone, but the peel is still there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he said it was Bigfoot. I don't know. It might have just been a hungry homeless person. but Yeah, that's kind of... I. Um... Yeah. Let's I, I, pretend I, it was Bigfoot. Yeah, I, I think it was Bigfoot. But no, it was just it was really interesting because that's like such a weird and human thing to do. Like the, it the is. thing was put back. Like the 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 whatever had done it had had like picked up the fruit, peeled it, ate what it wanted, and then put it back. And I think it left some rocks or something as well. Oh. Yeah. Wow, it, that's interesting. So it's kind of yeah. like a, a a trade. It's like here are yeah. some pretty rocks I found, friend. Yeah, something like that. Well, I mean, yeah. crow, crows do that. Crows and magpies. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that... Uh, you Bigfoot's know, a giant crow. Big, but <laughs> yeah. What if it's an emu? Uh, <laughs> now, one thing that I find really interesting that I just discovered recently is that the very first documented sighting of a hairy biped in North America was in Natchez, Mississippi. I know. <laughs> Blew my mind. It was on Christmas Day in 1721. A Jesuit priest heard the haunting call of a Bigfoot. And the, the call went, hoo, ho, 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 ho. 
Merry Apemus. <laughs> if they maybe they just mistook Santa Claus. He is a hairy biped. That's true. He is a very hairy biped. <laughs> but apparently this this thing had been attacking cattle and carrying it off for months on end. And you know the locals knew about it. Settlers knew about it. The Jesuit didn't didn't actually see it. So I don't guess that really counts as well, a sighting. Does he it? he did see that the cattle were missing. And the other thing is, you know, Santa has to eat. That's true. <laughs> I mean, you can't eat the reindeer. Yep. Yeah, he's got to use those to fly. So yeah, he was probably just eating the cattle. Oh my God! Can you imagine Santa in a sleigh pulled by Bigfoot? <laughs> no. Just what like, I. What I'm picturing is Santa Claus, like, in a barn, like, feasting on a cow carcass, and someone just comes in, and you see this feral Santa with, like, blood dripping down his beard, just, and hissing, <laughs> just, oh! Yeah, no, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Now, this year, in Natchez, they are having a Bigfoot festival to celebrate the 300th anniversary of the first Bigfoot sighting. And uh, myself and Clark and possibly Mike are going to try to go down to that thing. And uh, apparently they're going to let us have a table. And we're going to uh, get VIP badges. And we get to go around and interview people. And I told you I was going to (laughs) go on one of these road trips. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm glad that there's a company trip going on already. Oh, yeah. No, I'm excited, man. Uh, We're already, like just excited about getting down there and doing all this. So mm-hmm. It's going to be great. We may be doing live broadcasts on the radio. I don't know. We'll Get me see. a keychain. Oh, yeah. No, you're getting a keychain, dude. Totally. If it's a severed Bigfoot, I'm happy. Like a severed Bigfoot. I wonder if I wonder if they sell, like, big feet, like novelty keychains. I don't know. I would love to have, like, a keychain that's like a, you know, the plaster mold. Uh-huh. But, but full size, so it completely defeats the purpose. <laughs> Well, that's more of like your keychain for like the gas station bathroom. <laughs> you know, I take the squatch like a, key. You take that squatch key, get out there. You don't come <laughs> back with it. Bigfoot's gonna come after you and get it. <laughs> so, we've talked a bit about the North American Bigfoot. Let's let's go, Mister Worldwide. Like uh, that rapper guy was Pitbull. Yeah, Bigfoot yeah, World Tour. Yeah, Bigfoot World Tour. In the age of COVID, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> so, let's start in the same, uh, in the, uh, what is this, a Western Hemisphere? I always yeah. forget. Yeah, we're, we're West. Yeah, okay. I learned all this stuff in school, and it's been pushed out by aliens and Bigfoot. So, there you go. Uh, let's start in South America, because this is this is one I've always found interesting. You have Deloy's Ape. Have you ever seen this photo? I don't think I have. Okay, uh, I believe it was in the 1930s. A group of explorers were in South America in the jungles along with the titular Deloy. Uh, and these two apes come out of the jungle looking at them. Hmm. And apparently they were not happy with what they saw because they gave these guys a 21 turd salute. By which I mean, they just immediately start slinging poop at them. So, of course, they shoot at both of them. They kill the male. Now, there is a photo of this thing. If you look up Deloy's ape, you will see a photo of... Well, the scale's kind of hard to tell, considering this thing's... uh, more or less by itself in the photo, except it's sitting on a box. And they're propping its chin up with a stick. 
Yes. Oh, and that thing's yes, hanging but, dong, too. Oh, it's got a ding-dong and everything, man. We don't know what kind of ape that is. Or it could be a monkey. It could be fake. I don't know. But they had the body, and they skinned it. But they lost the body and the skin on the trek back through the jungle. But in all fairness, they lost most of the expedition as well. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. uh, I want to take a quick diversion into science. So, science time. Uh, I just want to mm -hmm. emphasize here that there is a difference between, like, monkeys and apes. And yes. with the Americas, you don't have apes. You have New World monkeys, but no apes, because apes are strictly in Africa and Asia. Uh, people yes. sometimes confuse them. Uh, but yeah, I think that the thing with apes is apes do not have tails. They do not. That is true. Yeah. Um, so that thing looks like it might have just been a monkey, and they might have cut its tail off or something. Yeah. Which, I, you know, that's fine. I totally get that. But... Uh. I'm also not willing to give up on the idea that maybe somewhere down in South America, mm -hmm. before it's all completely forested down, there could be, like, one North uh, South American ape. Yeah. Like a New World ape. Yeah. But, again, that's me. Being hopeful. Yeah. Exactly. Dream big. So, dream big. Dream big for them South American apes. <laughs> so, uh, everybody knows about the Yeti, of course, mm -hmm. in Tibet. And, uh... It's also known, of course, as the Abominable Snowman. Mm -hmm. And again, like the South American, not South American, the Southeastern version of Bigfoot, it's a bit more violent. Mm. Like, it's known for attacking people when they meet it. In fact, uh, local guides have said for years, if you're being chased by a male Yeti, run uphill because it can't look up and it can't see past its brow ridge. Oof. So you can get away. Mm -hmm. And if you're being chased by a female, run downhill because it's going to have to throw its massive breasts over its <laughs> shoulders to see you, and that'll slow it down. <laughs> Which, the fact that they have this advice means one of two things to me. Either A, this happens enough that it's good advice and they want you to remember it, or B... Somebody had a really specific kink and way too much time on their hands. Well, and what I want every reader, uh, every listener to do is go in and punch Big Yeti Naturals into their phone and then tweet uh, tweet the Twitter account what you find. Yes, tweet SuperNatPod uh, with whatever you find for, for Big, Big Yeti, Yeti Naturals. Because <laughs> you're going to want that in your search history. In fact, that's kind of a thing. That's like our subtle thing that we want to do here on Supernatural Selection is just completely screw up the algorithm for yeah. you. Yeah. No normalized cryptid porn. Yeah. <laughs> is that a hashtag we're going to start? Yeah. Hashtag normalized cryptid porn. <laughs> big feet, big dicks. Yeah. So. Oh my God. So. All right. Have you ever heard of the Australian version of Bigfoot, the Yowie? Yeah, I, I don't know much about it, but I have heard about the Yowie. And, of course, I've also heard about the Drop Bear. Yeah, they, they have candy of this thing because I've mm -hmm. bought it before. It's like chocolate and it's delicious. Mm. So, And I found out Walmart, strangely enough. Mm. But uh, uh, apparently Yowie is an aboriginal word for uh, spirit that walks at night. Mm -hmm. And uh, it can be a violent creature. Which, again, I don't know what it is about the, the Pacific Northwest that the hairy bipeds are just, like, really chill. It's all the weed Compared to the others. Ooh, yeah. Legalize it. So, <laughs> uh, 
one of the interesting details that they say about the Yowie is that allegedly its feet are on backwards. Okay. Yeah, make of that what you will. Um, it also has the most varied descriptions out there of any of the hairy bipeds. Uh, no two reports are ever the same. Hmm. Uh, like, even the tracks are different. Like, the number of toes varies. Sometimes it's a human five toe print sometimes it's four sometimes it's a weird bird three toe thing hmm. and sometimes they're set they say it's backwards and I, I don't know how you figure that out mm. from tracks unless it's like a uh more weight on the toes than there should be i don't know yeah there's probably something that you can analyze in the actual like depth of the print sure yeah if your hobby happens to be going out into the woods and looking at uh Bigfoot feet. Sure. Yeah, so maybe more weight is put on the heel. Uh, no, no, it would be put on the toe because we walk heel toe. Here yes, I am trying to figure out how the, the thing walks. And, yeah. yeah, so it would put more weight on the toes yeah. since its feet are backwards. Mm -hmm. Which also, where where does the ankle mount? Now that we come to that, does it mount like where it does on us, like over the heel, or is it like mounted over the toes? That's a good question. We'll have to find a yowie and ask it. All right, if you're in Australia and you think you know anything about the Yowie, please tweet us or <laughs> uh, send a message on the website and let us know uh, how, how does the Yowie foot work. And, and we'll read your we're, mail in the Australian voice. Like, just really yeah. butcher it. Oh, we're going to just yeah. tear that accent apart. <laughs> um, so lastly, out of the worldwide guys is the Orang Pendek, and that is Indonesian for short man, <laughs> which I'm, I'm waiting to see if you notice the name is very similar to Orangutan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this guy's, yeah, this guy's from Sumatra. Mm-hmm. He is covered in orange fur, walks exclusively on his hind legs, has a more human face than the Orangutan, which people often mistake him for. And uh, I think that this is the most likely to be a real cryptid, some form of undiscovered hairy biped mm -hmm. or a greater ape. Uh, be, but we're never really going to know because we never believe anything the natives say until we've shot it and dragged it out into the world and charged two bits of gander to look at it. Well, I, I can guarantee you we've already seen one of these. Uh, Henry Zabrowski. Really? Henry Zabrowski from last <laughs> podcast on the left. <laughs> It's a perfect description of him. You're, you're not wrong. It actually, uh, my therapist uh, also matches this description. Uh, oh, that, to the point that I, I told him he's actually a female orangutan because he doesn't have the uh, male cheek flaps. And he's still your therapist. Yes. Oh man! All right, there you go. He's he's good with that. He thought it was very funny. <laughs> I am wondering why my uh, why his uh, fee went up, but. <laughs> He just starts scribbling I'm, immediately when you tell him that. Start scribbling something in his notebook. Yeah, basically it's mm, schizophrenic. <laughs> oh, more <geez>. medication. <laughs> so we've talked about these guys, and uh, with the talk of cryptids, like I said, I think the Orang Pendek might be an undiscovered primate. Deloitte's ape might be yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, who's to say there isn't like a small breeding population near extinct apes? Yeah. Either in South America or Sumatra. Now, the others, that's where we're getting kind of woo-woo. Woo-woo. 
Exactly. Because, like, the Native Americans have always seen, like, the their forest brother as a spiritual creature. You mm-hmm. know? It's always, like, nearly a supernatural creature or completely a supernatural creature. Right. They're often said to be the guiding spirits of the forest or wherever they inhabit. Like, even the Yowie is said to be a uh, night spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes, you know, they help humans. And I guess in the South, it's just redneck ape men. I, I don't know. <laughs> Give me some thoughts on the nature of the beast. What, what do you think? Well, so I just, I, I definitely feel like there's undiscovered apes out there. I just, I don't, I think it would be arrogant of us to assume we found all the big apes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's so many different species just within the primate family, and there are still, like, so many regions of, like, forests and jungles that aren't explored yet, you know, like in Africa and Asia in particular. Um, I, I, I looked it up a little bit. There's a range of mountains in Mozambique where, like, you have to, like, climb up the mountain to get to the forest that's up there. And then in Vietnam, there's this massive cave that has an actual river and jungle in it. I think it's called the Sandung, um, the Sandung mm-hmm. Cave. So, like, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that, like, we're going to discover another major primate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Like, the mountain range part uh, just immediately makes me think of uh, the Lost World. Uh, the, the whole time I was going through our outline, I kept thinking Congo. Especially when yeah. we get to a certain part. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love Congo. Okay, it's a terrible movie. I Why are you it. eating my sesame animal. cake? <laughs> well, come on, they're frying apes with lasers. That that makes it worth watching alone. It's got Bruce Campbell. It's got Ernie Hudson. It's it's, it's got Tim Curry. Yeah, it's 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 a perfect bad movie. I love that movie. It's got way better people in it than it is. It's got Joe Don Baker. Mm-hmm. For Christ's sake. That's Mitchell. everything you need to know. Mitchell! Mitchell! So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Not Misty's at all. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, another theory, and this is sort of the uh, the left field thing, mm-hmm. says are aliens. That, you know. yeah, that, that tracks. Especially yeah. for this podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that fascinates me about... Uh, this is that the number and I'm it's more than two so that's (laughs) staggering the number of reports of uh, Bigfoot's being seen near UFO landing sites or Mm -hmm. actually entering or exiting UFOs and if that's the case are they pets (laughs) is earth just a dog park where they let the squatches out to take a dump (laughs) Well, you know, and you you mentioned this in that documentary that I mentioned earlier. I think I I clicked on it because it was like a UFO Sasquatch documentary. Mm-hmm. So it was it was getting into that. So that's that's a common thing. And this this craps all over Amazon uh, Prime. So if you got Amazon Prime Video, just type in Bigfoot. And just oh nuts. yeah, yeah. But um, it, it's interesting you bring up the UFO thing because you know um, we mentioned earlier like the variation in the behaviors of the the different mm-hmm. Squatches, I guess. And it makes me wonder if, like, again, if we're kind of getting back to that idea of the superstructure, that these are, like, multidimensional beings, kind of like the Fey Folk. Uh, my, my whole reasoning behind that is, you know, before, back in the day, everybody saw goblins and gnomes and that sort of thing. 
And then when the theory of evolution kind of became accepted in the 19th century, uh, mm-hmm. like our, our perception shifts and we start looking and we start seeing these missing link link type figures to kind of rationalize these otherworldly entities we're seeing. So I'm wondering if Big Folk or, uh, or Bigfoot or uh, Faith Folk. That is a very good theory, to be honest, because all of this, again, boils down to the super spectrum, the whole idea that the um, it's folded over on uh, our reality when we see these things, and it's all our interpretation mm-hmm. of what we're seeing. And if you happen to be big into Bigfoot, well, maybe you're going to see a Bigfoot. If you're into everything, well, maybe it's a Bigfoot coming out of a UFO. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and then with, with, like, the 19th century and everybody, like... Like, cause, eh, the theory of evolution was, like, a popular discussion point. You know, oh, yeah. even if people didn't believe in it, like, there would still be, like, the chance that it influences what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, it's, a, it's, we're going to come to that more in a little while, because uh, I find the whole subject of Bigfoot and what he is very fascinating, but... We're going to have to well, do an entire episode just on, like, the superstructure as a whole, just like, okay, so how many factors of this are we looking at? Oh, yeah, you're going to have to dive into some Jacques Vallée stuff, for yeah, sure. Yeah, And uh, I highly recommend you go read Passport to Mangonia, which is an amazing book that, uh, that just puts all of this stuff together with the whole story of the Fae, because mm-hmm. there's so many similarities. Yeah. So, the last big subject I really want to talk about here may be my absolute favorite Bigfoot story of all time. Mm-hmm. And it has a little bit of an ecological slant at the end because of, well, more modern incidents involving mm-hmm. it. So, you ever been to Washington? I have not. Okay. Me neither. That's fine. We're all fine here. How are you? <laughs> but, July of 1924... Five miners went on a prospecting trip to a canyon at Mount St. Helens. Uh-oh. You already know where this is going. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, they had built a cabin out there previously by hand for the purpose of prospecting and basically panhandling because it was near a river. Mm-hmm. They had everything they needed for a few days of panhandling out there, and it was a forested area. And I've seen photos, and it's beautiful. I literally expected to hear a John Denver song start playing. (laughs) This is not some rocky crag. It's like almost like a northwest garden of Eden. Mm Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Right. Then they found the footprints. And a huge pile of ape shit. (laughs) Here's the thing. You say that, and I immediately start thinking about that scene in Jurassic Park. (laughs) And that's all just from one squash. Yeah, just one squash, <laughs> something the size of a uh, of like a six year old. He, and like he's one not of the feeling miners, well. He's not feeling yeah, well. He's a six squash. Sticking his hand down in there. Well, there's not enough cone in this. <laughs> so, on their way out to the cabin, they keep finding these bare footprints, and this is not an area frequented by people. I mean, especially not in 1924. I mean, there's a whole reason they chose this site. It's because it was isolated, you know? There wasn't going to be a hell of a big chance of uh, people coming out there and trying to jump their claim, as it were. Yeah. And even if they had, they wouldn't have gone out there barefoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, not with, you know, 13 to 14 inch long feet with only four toes total 
on each foot. Now to say that these footprints made them nervous would be an understatement. Now see, you know, given the missing toes, it could have easily been like a giant drunk mountain person. Like a logger, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Those lumberjacks are big, dude. Those lumberjacks are big. They are, and I'm just sitting here thinking, Up the airy mountain and down the rushy glen, we dare not go a-hunting for fear of Cletus Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, back to the fey folk. Mm -hmm. So, So, sometime, and here's the thing, I've read multiple accounts of this story over the years, and this is the most often repeated version and probably the most factually accurate to what happened as far as we can tell. Right. Some sometime in the first night, all five men were asleep in the cabin and they were awakened by the sound of boulders smashing into the cabin. Oh shit. They run to windows and cracks in the walls and they see the silhouettes of creatures on the ridge surrounding the cabin. There's about 20 of these things, and they're all screaming loud whoop noises. <laughs> and they're hurling logs and huge rocks at the cabin. That's when the men grab their firearms and start returning fire. So, yeah, we come to another story where, you know, the first response is to grab the gun. And you know what? I get it. A couple weeks back, we talked about the Hopkinsville incident. Mm-hmm. And this this story reminds me a lot of that. It's like a good encounter story, honestly. Um mm-hmm. You know, and it's easy to kind of look at this stuff and laugh at it from a distance, but thinking about being in that situation, being out there in 1924, no electricity, up the side of the mountain in a wood cabin, this shit is terrifying. I know. It's absolutely I mean, terrifying. It would scare the crap out of myself. Yeah, you know. If and, I was there. And it's just one of those things where we kind of like look at these stories and we laugh about them now from our sheltered lives with electricity. Here you and I are, like, not toiling away digging for stuff. We're talking on uh, uh, mm-hmm. Discord or whatever. But, you know, these people, real salt-of-the-earth people, getting the shit scared out of them and putting yourself in their shoes. It's like, no, no, they are yeah. fully justified in pulling out those guns. Oh, yeah. I mean, imagine you're there and there's, like, these 27-foot-tall things out there uh, like throwing thinking, shit at yeah, you. Yeah, thinking about it, you and I, if we were in that situation, we'd be dead. They, they would find our bodies and go, well, what happened? <laughs> well, it looks like they died in a loving embrace and then got ripped apart. <laughs> yep. That's, yeah. yeah. So, that's... You, you know, these stories are great because, like, from a distance, you're just like, ah Yeah, they, of course they bring out the gun. But then when you think <laughs> about next. it. Yeah, when you think about it, it's like, no, I, I definitely see why they would do that. Oh, yeah, no, totally. So the cabin fills with gun smoke as they're fighting, right? Oh, God. Terrified. Gunsmoke. That's just, just even worse. So now you're like getting asphyxiated in your little shitty log cabin. And you, you got to imagine that shelter is not very large. It's probably large enough for them to have a fire in there. And then and they probably got their probably beds. probably laying on the floor. And yeah. their, their beds are pro- or their little bedroll areas are up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. So they're shooting at these things and they call them demon apes. Oh, God. That's the worst part, man. <laughs> it's not even like, oh, it's a Sasquatch. It's no, demon apes. Demon apes. And they swear to God they scored direct hits on these things, which I can only imagine. You see the silhouette? These mm-hmm. are rifles for the most part. Yeah. One guy had a revolver. Maybe he missed. He says, oh, I hit one five times. I'm like, really? Did you? With, with a revolver? 
Well, you know, again, like Hopkinsville, like when they were shooting at those goblin things, you know, mm-hmm. they, they didn't do any damage to them. Like they did a little cartoony flip, but, you know, it, again, sounds like Fae Folk. It really does. So the guys start running low on ammunition as oh, the night wears on. Oh, God. That's terrifying. And they're starting to worry when we run out of ammo and the gunfire stops, these things are going to run down here. And like you and me were saying, they're going to, like, just tear the walls down and mm-hmm. rip us to pieces. Mm-hmm. Or they're just going to, like, bury the cabin in, in boulders. Or they're going to make us demonate brides. Oh, that... You know what? <laughs> Given the Whoop! alternative, Whoop! I could learn... <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. I, I do, <laughs> sir. Do you have a ring? I'll put it on. If you don't eat me, I'll put that ring on. I promise. <laughs> oh, my God. So... This whole thing started, I want to say, they said around 11 or 12 at night. This gunfight goes on until dawn. Oh, shit. Light, the sky has become light, and the barrage of rocks stops. And nervously, the men waited. But there was no sign of the demon apes. Just the remains of the attack. Damaged walls, damaged roof of the cabin. Outside, the ground is littered with boulders and logs. And as soon as the sun is high enough, these guys race back to town as fast as they could, obviously. Now, on the way, one of the guys with the rifles sees one of these creatures on a rock ledge above them and shoots it. Hmm. And he says the body fell off the ledge, but vanished, and they couldn't find it for retrieval. Well, you gotta wonder how hard they look, because if you see one and you shoot it, you're probably gonna keep running, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm thinking in in his head, he's like, I'm gonna go look for it, and like gets maybe three steps away before somebody grabs him by the back of the neck and goes, oh, fuck you, let's get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's he exactly thinks he's it. been looking for 20 minutes, but like they were like, nope, 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 maybe three, yep. but no. So I'm not going he... in those fucking bushes. I'm not oh, doing it. no. <laughs> no, not happening. So they get into town and they report what happened to the authorities, which is what you do. It's 1924. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it was park rangers, considering it's Mount St. Helens and that's kind of a park, which I don't know how legal what they were doing was did they even have know? like ha- did they even have park rangers at that point i know well, that because I, I, I know the national parks came around uh when teddy roosevelt but i don't know if mount st helens was a national park by then i don't know that's a good question yeah history again things i probably should have looked into <laughs> yeah. but here we are yeah so the authorities whoever they were get out there mm-hmm. and they do find that the part the cabin was just beat the fuck up by rocks and logs, mm-hmm. and everything was as they had reported it, but there were no signs of the creature. Yeah, now this just sounds so much like Hopkinsville. It does. Yeah, like, you know, you didn't have, like, rocks and boulders, but I guarantee you those little goblin shits had rocks and boulders. They would have chucked them at the, the, the house, the Sut- uh, Sutterfield oh. house or whatever. Yeah. Sutton yeah. house. Yeah. So... These days, they say it was a group of campers 
on the ridge throwing pumice stones at the cabin at night, and the men were frightened by the echoes of their voices. Okay, now I'm going to say that this is very possible. I'm also going to say the minute these men started shooting at children... (laughs) They became heroes to me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck those kids. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Uh, But the problem is if they're shooting at kids, the kids are going to run. Is what I'm saying. They would have run back to camp or or whatever place they came from. Mm -hmm. But this also doesn't explain the continued sightings of the eight men in the canyon. Right up until May of 1980, when Mount St. Helens erupted in the most violent volcanic eruption in the on the North American continent in years. And since then, the sightings have gone quiet, which leads me to ask, were they wiped out? Now, see, I keep picturing the ending of Congo. So do we know <laughs> do, do we know where Ernie Hudson was when Mount St. Helen eru- uh, Mount St. Helens erupted? You know what? I'm honestly going to say probably auditioning for Ghostbusters. Well, no, because Ghostbusters was... Oh, yeah, no, you're right, I... I thought uh-huh. 1990 for some reason. I'm I'm drunk. Oh yeah, no no, it's fine. But <laughs> I just like seriously, this is the first time there's been a legit, semi-legit situation where you can look at a population of possible cryptids mm-hmm. that may have been wiped out by a natural disaster. Now I I don't recall like how bad the Mount St. Helens are. Because I, I wasn't born yet, but... Uh, yeah. But as someone well, who, who was young enough to remember mm-hmm. it, like, how bad was it? The entire side of the mountain blew off. Yeah. Ooh. It wiped out that area. It's recovered in the last, uh, was it, like, 40 years or so? Right. But it's, uh... This, this was extremely devastating. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it wasn't like a lava flow situation. This was a, the whole side of a goddamn mountain blasted out. Yeah. Into the wilderness. Yeah, between so. lava, like ash, landslide, um, you know, and, uh, like actual just being crushed by rocks. Yeah, like mm-hmm. if they're a population. And, and, yeah. yeah. If they're not fey folk, of course. Of course. If they're fey folk, they just stepped over into the superstructure and... What have you? They went and then came back, and then then pranced into another dimension. Yes, <laughs> you'll never so, catch me. <laughs> so, what have we learned today? What do you What do you think? Is this a real thing to you? Uh, of all the cryptids and all like the supernatural bullshit that I love to read about, uh, I think I think like. A large ape, maybe not Bigfoot per se, maybe not mm-hmm. the abominable snowman, but I do think that like missing and undocumented apes are the most reasonable kind of things that we might discover. Not yeah. enough to justify 15 Discovery Channel shows about finding Bigfoot. Oh my god, but, yeah. But like, I do believe the possibility of finding one is strong. Uh, I don't know about like apes in the New World, though. Those are, you know, pranks or being, uh, you know, maybe people are confusing, uh, you know, monkeys for apes. Maybe there's a large monkey. 
But, um, you know, the other thing is, yeah, getting back to the idea of the fey folk, it just may be the modern brain interpretation of these things uh, as being fey folk. Right. Maybe we get our view of what they're going to look like from ancient uh, local legends. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and... you've got, like, ogres and beast men in, in ancient lore and everything like that. You yeah. know, and then, like, you think about, like, werewolves and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you think about, like, the, uh, um, oh, what what is the uh, Native American, the Wendigo. Oh, yes, the Wendigo. Yeah. Wendigos are born from uh, people tasting human flesh. Mm-hmm. Or greed. Or greed. Or greed, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, they can never be satiated, and they wander the earth immortal. But, but you know what I mean about like the, they're they all sound like different symptoms of the same disease. If we want to like put it in terms like that, and that disease sure. being maybe like fey folk or multidimensional entities, and we're just not sure how to rationalize them. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. I get it. So those are my so, thoughts. <laughs> okay. Well, mine. I'm I'm squarely in the believer camp on Bigfoot. Like mm-hmm. you know, on this show, I talk about stuff and like we make jokes about it all the time. But like Bigfoot is really one of those things that I can I can. It's like okay, yeah, I'm down with this. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm going to be going to Natchez because yeah. I'm I'm down with this. I'm not da- like you were talking about with the uh, 15 Discovery Channel shows. Mm-hmm. I even what's his name Les Stroud uh uh-huh. has one now oh yeah he's he's a Bigfoot squatcher but oh, you know the, the other thing is like as goofy as some of like the Bigfoot uh, Bigfoot folk are they're kind of mm-hmm. they're kind of chill I like them I like them they're they're kind of like yeah they're they're weird but it's like that kind of like hippie weird you know what I mean you know what I mean they're not, groovy. No, not like those UFO guys, you know. Like, the UFO guys are going to give you LSD, but, like, the Bigfoot guys are going to give you, like, really good weed. Yeah, no. You're not going to get a jack-off crystal from a Bigfoot. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've, I've I've seen some of those conventions. They always got a crystal person there. Uh, well, We're yeah. going to have to do an you episode about one. jack-off crystals, too, now that I think oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I've told you the story about this woman that came in the store and gave us jack-off crystals, right? You have not. <laughs> save it, right. save it for the episode. Save it for the episode. We'll, oh, we'll do an experiment oh, oh, with yeah. Jackoff crystals. No, the, no, we're not. <laughs> I'm gonna send you that Oregon like energy. I, I like you, but not enough to <laughs> to charge Jo do, crystals with you. Do, does uh, does Oregon energy transfer through the internet? Let's find out. I <laughs> let's find out. Yeah, we'll so, do an Oregon energy episode too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna turn into the weirdest sex podcast ever. Oh, me tulpa. Oh my god. So, as always, I like to end the episodes that Mike is not on with. What does the skeptic think? Mm-hmm. So I asked Mike about Bigfoot, and I got sort of a surprising result this time. Hmm. Um, like. One of the things he said is, you know, if a spaceship landed on the White House lawn and actual greys got out and said, hello, we are here and our masters are reptilians and we're really into butt play and we like coming <laughs> down here and we're why you have Wi-Fi, Mike would be shocked <laughs> and terrified mm-hmm. because it's bullshit to him. He does not believe mm-hmm. that that's happening. But if somebody found a Bigfoot, 
it wouldn't shock him that much. Like, because he said, there's too many people that have seen this thing. And he's not necessarily a believer, per se, but he's in a definite maybe category of, this is one I can't discount completely. Right. So if, if someone actually finds, like, say, a Bigfoot corpse, and they are able to scientifically verify, he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's, he's, as he said, he's going to be like, oh, hell yeah, finally. Okay, cool. great. I love it. Yeah. And that that's, that's why I like this topic so much. Mm-hmm. There's just so much there that you can't completely discount the entire thing. Uh, of all the stuff that you're going to discuss on this podcast, this is the most reasonable thing. Like, if any of this shit's going to be true, it's probably going to be Bigfoot or some and, giant ape. Yeah, it's that's very true, and it's uh, it's oh my god, it's such a good change from last week because <laughs> holy crap, time cube. That's what we've got this week. It's not as long as some of the other episodes, but you know we're kind of in some form of agreement on this, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Well, um, you know, this is just kind of like an overview because we'll probably have like mm-hmm. specific cases because I definitely want to talk about the Falcon Monster. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, we're going to talk about the Falk Monster. Uh, we're going to talk about the famous hunting dogs that we'll pro- brought in. We'll probably need to do an episode on that infamous Bigfoot film with the big old Bigfoot titties. Oh, the the, the uh, Patterson footage. Yeah, the Patterson footage. Yeah, with them 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 Bigfoot titties, yeah. What, what does that say about me, the thing that I associate with is big old Bigfoot titties? You know, it doesn't surprise me since you want the big naturals <laughs> yep. yeti. Yeah, I remember to Google be in... big yeti naturals and then send it to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Please do. I I can't wait <laughs> <sighs> to see what you find. <laughs> well, Dave, thank you for coming on the show again. Of course, it's always fun uh, to be here. Yeah, we're and we've got more stuff we're gonna talk about in the future. Like you said, we're gonna talk about Falk Monster, Orgon yeah, Energy, I, Jackoff Crystals. Yeah, the whole shebang. Uh, I'm probably gonna get uh, Clark to be on the show with us oh. for that one because he really wants to talk about psychic healing crystals, <laughs> and he was there when the woman came in. Oh, that's fantastic. So yeah, he's he's gonna be there for that story. Um, <laughs> so. That being said, if you've enjoyed the show, I'm Kevin the Bastard. If you haven't enjoyed the show, my name's Joe Rogan. (laughs) So please head over to SupernaturalSelectionPod.com. We have now got the show notes page active, so you can go back and look at information and see our references. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the store is open with some t-shirts and a new logo sticker available. Keep an eye out for our Big Yeti Naturals t-shirt. You know, that's going to be a thing. Yep. Just I big want you Yeti to make Naturals. that shirt. Oh, yeah, that, that's Naturals. easy. We'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah. And then, you know, and, BRB, uh, got to charge my crystal. Uh, <laughs> 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 I love that idea. We're going to have to do that one, too. So, again, also, look for us on Facebook. Uh, just look for Supernatural Selection. And look for uh, Enrique the Frogman. <laughs> and there is the Twitter, which is SupernatPod. And David, how can they find you? What do you want to promote? Uh, well, you can actually listen to me on Deviant Behavior Radio Monday and Wednesday nights at uh, midnight Central Time. It's uh, the Mutant Hours. I play punk, synth, and hip hop. Uh, it's a which fun is show. Awesome. Yeah, it's a fun show. 
Uh, I just play whatever the hell I want. And then you can also find me on Twitter at HPKOMIC, at HPComic. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. And uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, I'm going to have Mike on, and we are going to be talking about things that are not, things that even I don't believe in. And Mike <laughs> will be taking the opposing viewpoint. Fun. Oh, yeah. It's going to be opposite day, and I'm going to have a lot of fun just tearing these ideas down. So, so you're doing a gimmick episode already? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> episode 8. The We Ran Out Ideas episode. Tune in for episode 9 when we do our first clip show. Uh, Alright, well that's it for this week. We will see you next time. So until then, stay frosty. Supernatural Selection has been a production of DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. You can find it and more shows broadcast weekly at DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. Our theme music is Screensaver by Kevin McLeod. It is used through Creative Commons license, and more of his music can be found at incompetech.filmmusic.io.